Raisin Man Arena. One, two, three. One, two, three. Can you say one, two, three, Raisin Sam? Man. Sam, say one, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> one, two, three. I'm going to talk into the mic, but then when I'm not talking, I take the mic and I'm going to... Take the mic away. You have learned well, young Padawan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> so, did I? do you remember how I told you that your microphone has this this sort of artifact on it? Yeah. It's like really pronounced. Wow. Wait, right now? wait, 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 no. Put on the headphones. Put on the headphones. Are people so, saying anything about it? There's literally as if there were, every time Sarah speaks, it sounds as if there were Sarah's voice, but pitched down like a evil monster speaking oh just underneath God. her. Wait. That's so freaky. And it's, it's, it's more like pronounced the, today. It's the most pronounced that it's ever been. I would hate to be in your position, dear listeners, because Sarah's voice in person but is actually headphones. quite melodic. Thank you. It's beautiful. But I, if anyone in the chat knows how to fix this problem or what this is about... I've never been allowed to put the headphones on before. Put this the is the first on. time I will ever hear Oh, wait, it might actually... Uh, wait, wait. Let me put, hear it put them on, put them on. Wow. <gasps> you hear it? <laughs> wait, wow. wait, wait, wait. It's I so think I, scary. I think I, Sarah, what do I sound like? What do I sound you like? You sound really sweet. Oh my God, I sound so scary. Wait, you want to put it's them like on? Cartoon, can I put on like, the headphones? Wait, 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 but I think I might know why it was. I, there's a knob here that's t- turned all the way up. Well, let's see now. Talk now. Okay, talking. Okay, and it's gone. Oh, but and now? And now it's back. Oh, wow. <laughs> you sound like a goblin. Now it's back. <laughs> you don't even have to do that voice. It just comes out. so much do, better than Do we I have enough time it. for me to be able to experience it? Or should of we course. Move on? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and it's getting into the recording, so the people listening are hear- hearing okay. it. So. Okay. Okay, guys, I'm about to hear the voice. So now what I'm going to do, Sam, is I'm going to turn up the knob on your thing to see if, if it does the okay. same thing on you yours. Hello? Hello. I still sound the same. Really? Now. Oh, now I have like a little bit of a like a yeah, like a like um Wait, like wait, wait, like hold on then. Speak on Sarah's t- try it on Sarah's microphone. Hello. 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 Yeah. Oh, okay. There's like a Oh, I hear it now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's you like a it demon. It's There's scary, a demon speaking right? in time with you. <laughs> There's a demon just beneath it. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Wait, but t- say now I have it. Why do I have it? Uh oh. <laughs> Wait. Okay. I figured it out. For the last easily ten episodes, I thought, <laughs> well, now we got a demon voice underneath everyone. It's just, <laughs> it's just because I bought. It, ten I have episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been going on for a while, and I thought, oh, it's just because I bought these eighty-dollar microphones. They're glitching out. They're creating a demon voice underneath everybody. There's nothing we can do about it. Let's just hope the listeners don't notice. But now I've realized that the effects. There's a little knob here labeled effects, and it's been up. On all of us. Wow, there's an effects knob. I didn't even know we had an effects <laughs> knob. Let's see. See, yeah, now now it's doing it for me. I got a I got an alien voice underneath. Wow. I wish we all had headphones so we could kind of riff around with it, but the the nature of the fact that I only have one pair of headphones makes it so that only one person can hear it at a time. Totally. And it's better that we get into like a more serious topic that's kind of a little more meaty and we can kind of... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, something. can you put it on mine for a second? Do my voice for a second? Yeah, yeah. hold on. Yeah, so um, I thought we could talk about uh, my dad dying and uh, dating. <laughs> um, 
I want to talk about uh, Gabby again. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just all go around and say what we think about her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of get the thing you're going for, but it's not pronounced enough to be that funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Huh. Well, I'll think of a funny thing. Yeah, I'll wow. think of a funny thing. Or you could you could put it on and go. Wait, you won't be able to hear this joke that I'm doing, but um, Tyler. Why are you so angry? You remember that? Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember what else he says. Tyler. Tyler. Shut the fuck up, Tyler. <laughs> Come on, Tyler. He has a... Yeah. Uh, whatever. No way, no way, no way. <laughs> no road is quite worth nah. going down yeah. <laughs> this yeah. morning. No, no. <laughs> you remember how in the beginning of Tyler's, I think it was... Goblin. Was it Goblin where he's like, if you don't like these lyrics, if if any suburban parents want to wanna like get my records pulled for the lyrics, fuck you. You remember this? Um, oh, we're talking about Tyler, the creator. Yeah, who do you think I was talking about? It's just something I don't know about. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> At the beginning of his album, he yes, has this thing. Right. He's like, if any of you, something like that. I don't remember what he says. But I thought, oh, that's funny. You know, it's like, that's kind of an, uh, I feel that feels a little old fashioned. It feels a little like yeah. 90s, early 2000s. Yes. It's like no one gets yeah. mad at lyrics anymore. And it felt a little bit of a reach for Tyler. It's like, I don't think anyone's getting mad at these. So don't worry. Don't worry hey, about hey, it. Hey, don't worry yeah. about it, man. Don't worry. It's ah, like it's when a okay. stand-up... They get it. It's like when a stand-up tells a joke and then they've written into the joke, oh, I've, if people are tensing up right now. Yes, totally. But no one's tensing totally. up. Totally. You wish I was tensing up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even... Yeah. I'm not even oh, listening to you. come on, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm tense because your set sucks. <laughs> I'm about to tear you a new one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because uh, suburban parents, maybe the relationship with popular music has changed now. Because I don't think suburban parents even know what kids listen to. Like, no. there isn't even enough of pop, a singular popular music that's. No. Suburban parents are like, could interact with. Totally. It. And you don't have to take your kids to the FYE to buy them a CD anymore. Right. So right. Maybe that's why. It's right. Because yeah. there's no like relationship. Uh, They're not Economic relationships it. like me- mediated by a parent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What are you going to, you can't look at your kids' Spotify. Your kid is listening to Spotify constantly, changing song, changing song. You're a parent. You don't know what that is. Right. You're not. You don't have an eye on that. You yeah. don't have an iPhone. You don't have an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. You don't have an iPhone. <laughs> You're at church. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good theory. I wonder if we could extrapolate into some kind of conversation from that. Um, you know, we could. Or there, there's no way. Or we could welcome everyone to Raisin Man. Oh, that's right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, Raisin welcome Man. to Raisin Man. And welcome to Women's History Month. Is it really? That's right. What? It is the second day. Of Women's History Month. I so, know that. Yeah, I'd love to hear if you Folks, guys... Folks, are- why do women get their own month? Oh, my God. <laughs> why do the women get their own wow. month? And it's the yes. worst month of the year. It is yes, the, the shortest month of the year. Secretly, it isn't. <laughs> yes, yes, that's true. white women appropriating. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It's true. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Well, I was going to say welcome to March. I'm going to celebrate Women's History Month by hanging out with a few women myself. Hmm. That's nice. Yeah. That's I'm already doing it today. That's right. Sarah. That's right. Women guys are great. They're great hangs. They're great hangs. They are kind. They are sweet. They're gentle. They smell nice. They smell nice. They listen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yes. They do emotional labor. They do yes. emotional labor. They do. Um, and they kind of like it. They act like, <laughs> recently they act like, oh, pay me for it. But they like it. Yeah. They, they like, like it. it. That's why yeah. they do it. They do it you know, months. people, this whole emotional labor talk. Imagine if you were talking to a friend and helping them out, helping, let's say him out, you know, you're talking to him mm, and he suddenly him. he takes out $50 and gives it to you. <laughs> You'd feel demeaned. Mm. You wouldn't feel remunerated. You'd be like, what is this? $50. Would you like that, Sarah? I don't know. That's kind of like interesting. Then you got <laughs> you got $50, you know? Yeah, but then you'd think, oh, I was just talking to you. Well, it'd be more likely the way it would really happen is that later I'd be at home and I would suddenly get a little alert on my phone and I'd have a Venmo yes. for $50. It's and true. the label would say something like, thanks for earlier. Emotional labor. Like, yeah, wink on it or something. And that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. 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 People aren't carrying cash around that much nowadays. But you wouldn't feel like, oh, suddenly this friendly this is just a monetary yeah. relationship. I don't know. I was talking to someone about this last week. I feel like there's problems that are fun to hear about and there's problems that are not fun to hear about. Yes. And if it's a problem that's fun to hear about, like an uh, awkward threesome or something, oh, I that's love not that. labor. Yeah. yeah. But if it's a problem that's those just all like day. the sixth round of someone feeling lonely or something and yeah. you've already gone through it yeah like okay yeah, yeah. dollars yeah i don't want need 50 dollars for this one yeah. yeah well it's it's fun funny when a friend kind of tries to test you by by rehashing the same problem that they mm-hmm. have in a different context they're with you. a new pro- yeah. yeah that's not what they're, they're doing d- they're daring <laughs> they're you they're daring you to they're be like you. shut up bro you're li- you're reliving the same problems no. yes. you got to fix that's not it. what they're yes. doing groundhog day they're doing a, they're doing a groundhog that's day that's not on what you they're doing you say anything people no that's not what they're not testing you people experience the same problem all over there people only have six problems and they experience them over and over their whole life <laughs> and you as a friend have to you have to deal with that but you, but you have to be, be, it's your job. They're asking you like in a subterranean way, secret way. They're asking you to be like, bro, you've deal, dealt with this problem before. Okay. And I'm yes. tired of hearing it. Yes. So you got to change yes. the game. You got to change your strategy. And it's interesting when you think that the fact that someone's always dealing with that problem, that's canon. They got to know that, you know, yeah. it's coming up all the time. And then you bring it up to them and you're like, yeah, well, you know, you kind of go do this a lot. And they have no idea. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? What is this like? Yeah. Oh, we got a, we, we got, got an a, alert. We got an update on my computer. This po- the podcast <laughs> is going great. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Just get a little funny event. The That's computer awesome. beeps. We have something to talk about now. Yeah. I'll say something last night that's funny that I was thinking of. I was talking to my roommate yeah. about um when you have two friends who are in a fight and... Uh, and you're getting both sides completely, but maybe they're not both aware of that. And so when you're talking to one, they're kind of like, would, they're like, what do you think this other person's thinking? And you have to pretend that you don't know exactly <laughs> yes. what they're thinking. Yes. And to kind of be like, well, I guess I might think that based on what you've told me, yes, yes, that yes. they feel, and then you know exactly what they think. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, well, I don't know. I don't know. It's you're, a stand up moment. You're using yes. lawyer language. Yes. I do not recall, but based on my knowledge <laughs> thus far, yeah, you're like, you know, because you don't want to give, do you mean like you don't want to give away what the other friend has told you're you? You're not allowed to. Right. Yes. But you can be like okay could i deduce this from scratch exactly. could i pretend exactly. like i've deduced exactly. the other person's feelings from scratch exactly can i sherlock holmes yeah, yeah. yeah. based on the way yeah. you were holding your coffee yes <laughs> if it were me no but yeah. I, it's funny because i bet too that your friends are telling you how they feel exactly hoping that you can kind of secretly be the messenger mm. 
yourself. Like, don't you think to that be that, a lubricant? That's a desire. Yeah, in, really. In every revealing, I feel like you can't assume that. Because what if they don't want that? Big depends. It big yeah. depends. Yeah. I'm yeah. sort of with Sarah on this one, where if someone tells me a secret of theirs, they they secretly want want me to tell other yeah. people for it to get out. Yeah. And so no secret is safe with me. <laughs> that, do you guys think that? I mean, I'll, I will. I'm not good with secrets. I usually do tell them, but I'm under no illusion that the person who's told <laughs> yeah, to me wants that's me the to thing tell they it. Wanted. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. That's that so just funny. seems like a justification for a bad habit. That's so funny. I started reading this book last night called um, Psychoanalysis, The Impossible Profession. And it's like a journalistic, it was an article by, um, what's her name? Janet Malcolm, who's kind of like a famous journalist in the 80s for The New Yorker. Got turned into a book. And um, she starts by talking about Freud. And in it, she talks about, you know, transference. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like you... F- you- project onto your it's basically projections it's like yeah yeah it started as like an idea about your relationship with your therapist where like you're bringing out all these emotions that heal from your past like love and hatred and then you assign them to the therapist and suddenly you're in love with the therapist but really it's someone from the past that you're in love with um and there was a couple other psychoanalysts working at the same time as Freud who were experiencing the same thing, like the patients falling in love with them thing and they didn't discover transference they were just like oh my god all these women are falling in love with me and so like there's some people who theorize that like freud was just like kind of unattractive and unable to believe that um people would really be that into him and so he came up with this idea well that's interesting that makes me think of two things one is that book we were talking about the narcissist myth which yes, said yes, that yes. like yeah. Freud invented the idea of narcissism yes. because he was like broken up with or something yes yeah but secondly it seems crazy that like of course if you're listening to someone and being totally. kind that they're gonna fall in love totally. with you. you and that's not up, transference you yeah gotta come up with some insane cockamamie theory exactly they didn't yeah. do that didn't happen men didn't do that to women back then no they did not listen no so that no. was it took very little <laughs> extremely <laughs> special very little it was very, it was very special, special. and so i guess i'm saying that that's what me and sam are doing about the secrets or like oh but they told them because they right. wanted them mm-hmm. to get told yeah but that's really just that like, i wanted to tell them so and then i gotta i gotta invent a whole psychoanalytic concept to justify yeah. my behavior. Freud was like, she would never want my ugly ass. Yeah. <laughs> she, must be, she must be crazy. I thought Freud was kind of kind of nice. I don't kind of sexy nice with it. it. Yeah. I, Got a big old beard. Uh, yeah, I just feel sometimes you're at a party and you're bored and you don't know what to say so you just say the deepest, darkest secret of your best friend. Of your best friend. Definitely not you. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I was recently told a secret and I and for the first time I was like I am not going to tell one person about it. I'm not going to tell I'm going to tell zero people. Wow. Well, slowly but surely mm. the, the, the <laughs> tides of time have eroded the sands of my so resolve. Now you can premiere it on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> now I'm going to tell everyone who listens yeah. to this. Can you imagine really keeping a secret? That sounds so unpleasurable. It's just inside of you. No, no. I mean, that is how it felt. It felt like... Uh, what is this for? Yeah, like an inert object. Except like people in like the DC suburbs who work for the CIA and stuff. Yeah. They love keeping <laughs> secrets. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant that they know all our secrets because we all have a CIA agent oh. assigned to yeah. us. And <laughs> that. Bro. Remember that there was like a co- there was like a take that was going around at least on my social media that like people th- there was a joke going around that everyone we people would write like as they were doing things on the internet like hi to their FBI agent that was yeah. like following them yeah, and yeah. stuff and then I saw this like take come out that was like 
oh, that's just like people's narcissism playing out. Like the CIA doesn't really give a shit about you. Like you're just lonely and you wish that there was some reason for someone to like be obsessed with you. Like it was like a real take and like an aggressive like fuck you guys for making this joke. It's a little it was joke. Bizarre. Yeah. It's just a little very joke. bizarre. It's like you're you no, know, I don't think those <laughs> you're something. I don't know how to yeah. diagnose what you are doing this take, but you're something. That's weird. That's yeah, that's like Freud. Leave him alone. That's like yeah. Freud. Nobody loves you. Nobody's yeah. looking at you. You're alone. Exactly. Not even not even the surveillance fuck. state cares about the you. The fuck they're being silly, bro. Yeah. <laughs> We're just having fun. Yeah. We're just having fun. I um I was wondering, speaking of having fun, I was wondering, Sarah, if you were mad at me for making a joke that producers don't matter. Yeah. And I didn't even I didn't even make the joke. It was Patrick and I just riffed and then you got mad about it. Yeah, I'm mad about something. All right, I'll pull it up on my phone. You know, I was I did I was drunk when I you were riffed. Yeah, you better <laughs> <laughs> You better have been fourteen <laughs> cups deep. Yeah. Um so this is what happened. So Patrick Lunch Enjoyer tweeted Whenever a movie is like from the executive producer of different movie, it's like, all right, cool. I don't care if that guy lives or dies. And that got about 8,000 likes. Damn. And then Felipe replied on it. Oh, it's the same guy that hired the post-production house for the other movie I liked. Awesome. And then that got 39 likes. Which is not bad for replying. Which is not, not bad. It's not bad. A little bad. trickle down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on that. People, on people that saw post. Patrick Street. They went, oh, that's nice. Let's see what's happening in the replies. Yeah. <laughs> and then they migrate on down. Boom. So you're already losing a lot of people. Yeah. Because not mo- most people aren't going to look at the replies. It's like yeah. a sift. It's like when you sift um, totally. silt. You're, so, you're only looking at the replies if you're an angry producer. <laughs> 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 so I see this. I reply, who the producer is matters. You know, and no, not even jokey. You weren't even Not even jokey. It was like, I was like, Sarah's mad. <laughs> Sarah mad. Well, I think that's what's funny about it. Uh, is that okay. it's, it's like that. Who the producer is matters. Um, and Sarah, clinical. For, as you know, Sarah is a producer. I'm a producer. So. Um, this gets seven likes. So now we're talking about a real little trickle. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> people, people read mine and they were like, ah, this, uh, that's it. That's all I need. This is as, as far as I'm going down on yep. this tweet thread. But then this is what makes me mad. Felipe replies on that. We're just having fun. 24 likes. That's right. Wow. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Sarah, I hate to see this happening. I to hate you. to see it People happen. People love a fun loving guy. I hate guy. to see it happen. <laughs> and then I get some replies on my reply in addition including this random one that says, correct me if I'm wrong. I know, yeah, people just being weird. <laughs> <laughs> but my understanding is executive producer titles tend to matter slightly less in terms of output of the product. Mostly, they're there as investors and only tend to have reins on the big picture. Zero engagement on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no reward. We're I'm going to go in and like that, that one. I might even yeah. delete that from the recorded <laughs> podcast because we do not need to give that person any airtime. <laughs> <laughs> but then, this is what's funny to me, is then our beloved friend Jake replies on my reply let him know which is funny and that gets one like from me and then Felipe replies on that ratio (laughs) (laughs) and that gets five likes I'm just I I, it was like all these villains were coming at me and I was like pop just down in him. Down in him. That's right. It was like old boy. And then Patrick replies on that juice this and that gets three likes. And so then I was like, once I saw this ratio juice, this thing going on, I was like, now I'm involved in something I don't even understand. <laughs> this is bigger than me. I don't even know what this means. You know what ratio means. But what is? What are you guys doing though? Why what do you're you like trying to do a ratio on uh, the replies to be like, got you guys, or, or yeah, you're a ratio on the tweet. What the hell is going on? What juice? What? <laughs> <laughs> juice my reply to Jake. Juice it. Oh, like like, like let's get people liking this. 
I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> Let's get people liking this. <laughs> that made me think, like, now I'm really involved in something here, and and I'm not winning, so that made me feel, like, not so good. How did, so you went toe-to-toe with Felipe Depoy yeah. <laughs> in the comments totally. of, of a viral tweet. It, it, totally. And what did you learn? What lessons that did you take away? That I gotta go home. I gotta go back and <laughs> Sit down. Yeah, I gotta go back. <laughs> Sit down. I can reply on your guys' tweets. I can reply on Will's tweet, but I can't be replying on Patrick's tweet. No, I feel, I'm I, not ready to play. Yeah, you know, with I'm the, not ready for the big dogs. league. Yeah, big dogs. <laughs> I felt bad when you when you said who the producers matters because I thought, oh, she's right. And then I... I, I was being silly. Yeah, I texted silly. you. I texted you, are you mad? And then you didn't get back to that's me. my <laughs> thing is you probably felt bad because felipe was being so cheeky with you in the tweets but you know that felipe actually felt 40 times worse <laughs> than you and that he was losing sleep in his bedroom freaking out about whether he had pissed you off or not just being like ah oh, should i delete this or not so no i'll keep it up there so it got a couple more I'm likes so i'll it keep to it 80 up people i'm sending it to 80 people to see if they should yeah, actually delete no, it. i should delete it so he's like going on a walk yeah. at like three in the morning. Yeah. Hola. <laughs> sí, sí, pero vamos Sarah Wilson. Bueno, no. Just talking to every member in his family about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's what I would do. Yeah. That is what I would do. Well, I really want to do a joke in this new set that I'm working on about, it's your thing, so I need to ask you permission to do it. So this book, Conflict is Not Abuse. Yeah. You guys brought it into my life. And then Felipe once made this joke that he was like, I don't remember exactly how you said it, but you were like, yeah, conflict is not abuse unless you use that as a justification <laughs> to invite so much conflict into your life that it becomes abusive. Yeah. And I find that really funny and I want to use that, yeah. but I'm like, that's... Go you, ahead. I can use it? All yeah, right, I don't think I could ever pull that off on stage. No, I would. Get, it would get no laughs, but <laughs> you could do it. Yeah, it's more... It's in, in my um, subject matter. Your register. Yeah, it's in the, yeah. It is in your register, yeah. Yeah. All right, great. We got the green light on that. We got the green light on that. Got a green light. Go ahead. We used to call that in college in the Stand Up Comedy Collective and ITS and in the show. If someone else gives you a suggestion, a tag on your joke or something, and then they use it in the showcase at the end of the semester, you get an ITS. Nice. Yeah. A showcase at the end of the... Mm-hmm. For who? For like mm-hmm. freshman boys? <laughs> <laughs> for Charlie Sosnick's fraternity. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the showcase. You had a really good set the other night. Thank you. I, yeah, I did a show last week, folks. Or was it? It was, oh, it was, it was on, on Saturday. 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 Yeah. It's always crazy sitting back behind the stage... Everyone, I, I can I speak to this? Yeah, Please. everyone is in a vaguely bad mood about being well, like. Because everyone's nervous. Go on. It's not even nervousness. It's just like people being like, "Oh, why I gotta do this?" Like kind of weird energy. I don't know if it, maybe it's just a nervous embodiment sure. or something. Yes. Yeah, but there's like a weird somberness. I don't think hmm. it always happens. You weren't. I was imagining as I was watching the show. I was imagining you backstage joking, joking, at, joking, oh, around. joking around, having fun. You got River back there. Yeah, for Korea is so fun to yeah, hang out with. She had a great set. She had a great she set. Had a good I set, was yeah. really I was really impressed by it. Yeah, she really good set. And, but then you walked on She was goofing. You walked on stage and it looked like you had just woken up. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it looked like someone had been like like Charlie been like, and now Sarah Wilson and he got backstage. Like, Sarah. 
It's time to go on. That's so funny. Sarah came out in like a big so hoodie and like rude. really My tussled hair, was like, hair fuck the fuck really up. fucked up hair. And then you just took us a, a, a chair and yeah. you sat Aziz in the style. chair. And you I did it Aziz down. style. It's yeah. like, damn, she just woke up from a yeah. nap. <laughs> That's so true. I hate before a show, I never spend time like getting ready or like looking at what I look like. It's always just like, well, I am who I am. Better go out. And no, and it worked. Piece. It worked. Yeah. You know, you were authentic you and it was funny i don't know how to like describe it without going that much into the bit but you started the you started your bit and there were people reacting to it in the wrong way you yeah, remember me yeah, telling yeah, you yeah, this yeah, yeah. is that too yeah. much exposition to explain what that was no i do this bit about some of you guys have seen me do it um going on a date and the person i'm on a date with we both have seen the movie the act of killing which is this like really sad documentary and he starts kind of um, explaining to me. It's a documentary that's so obviously about human nature and the banality of evil. And he kind of is like uh, mansplaining that to me. But that's not what the joke is. Isn't like, oh, this person's mansplaining some like bullshit to me. Yeah, like there's no good or evil. Everyone yeah. is like subject to forces in history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the biology, nature versus nurture. Like he's explaining all this. And people react to it in the audience as if it's just like, fuck that guy. Yeah, like, oh, classic guy who doesn't think there's good or bad. Yeah, like. exactly. He must, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's not the point of the joke. And so people, but people react to it because they're ready for like people to slam on. Right. The point of the dating. The point of the joke is like, I know that you're like, I know that there isn't good or evil. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't born yesterday. And you're actually mad that the guy thinks you don't know that. Yeah. But you, you ultimately agree with the guys. But I agree with it. Whereas people, people are at level one in the audience being like, oh no, just your classic relativist fuck boy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I heard them reacting to that and I did want to be, I wanted to like lean over and be like, you have no idea. <laughs> you are so stupid That's right funny. now. Because yeah. I, 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 when, when audience members, there was an audience member at that show who was like exactly the kind of audience member that makes me so a little angry. Yeah. <laughs> who it's like the kind of audience member that thinks that they're helping out by like calling out. And there was mm-hmm. this woman who kept like calling out and being like, going, Ayo! yeah, she was like in Manchester we say Ayo! and she could be like, Ayo! Ayo! and she kept saying because she thought it was charming and that like yeah. the comedians liked it. And I was like, you're being annoying, lady. Yeah, and it was funny because the comedians backstage are freaking out every time we could hear that sound. We were like, who the fuck is that? Like someone has to stop her. Yes, <laughs> neutralize her. Well, I thought I not that obviously this is so lame to be like I wish you had done this joke but I it is something I kind of want to sometimes do on stage where I wish you'd come out and just been like if my set cannot handle you heckling me That's so if funny. you heckle me it's gonna ruin my set That's like funny. I don't have it I can't please like, listen to me I can't listen. parry you back like, yes. you're going to destroy if my you set think if you're you helping talk. me you're gonna ruin my night yes <laughs> yeah I've been stressed about this yeah. Yeah, yeah totally totally yeah I did big energy on this set that was like I was talking to I think Felipe about this before that um, I hate doing audience interaction and I'm not good at it. And, um, but I always make myself kind of do it a lot of times when I perform because I have this mentality that's like, if there's something you don't like, you have to lean into the suffering. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my roommate Peter about this and he was like, that's just a Catholic mentality. You don't have to do that. You can mm. avoid the suffering and just be happy. <laughs> and I was like, well, whoa, I could do that. And so for this set, I was like, I'm not going to do, I'm not even going to ask the audience how they're doing. I'm just going to like do my set exactly the way that I want. And it, it was I enjoyed doing that. <laughs> this yeah. I have that makes me think of something totally unrelated. Well, yeah, it's it. it's related, but it's about suffering. 
and it's about it is about video games this video game elden ring came out you guys have seen people tweet oh about it oh my right? god every time we got we're talking about elden Ring. everyone's today, talking folks. about it and it looks dope it really looks like a revolutionary game i haven't played it but i've played other games from that studio and what's like funny about it is that the the games from that studio are notoriously hard and there's this big community in it that's like they have this this phrase they say where they go get good if you ever go online and you're like, I'm getting killed by this boss, people go, get, get good. good. Wow, I want to start saying that because that applies to... Totally, everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Getting good. killed by bosses. Yeah. <laughs> and what's funny about this game is that it's open world. And oh, and also another thing is people have historically always been like, this needs an easy mode. It's too hard. And the fanboys of the people of the studio are like, no, it do- what's up? What do you? I'm doing like a fuck you. Yeah, to fuck them. you to people yeah, who say that. Fuck you. Yeah, the fanboys are like, no, there's no easy mode. That's the whole point. The game design needs to be so that there's no easy mode because the game can only be one way. You Otherwise, know? you can just run through the game. Yeah, get all the way to the end. They're like purists. Yeah. They're like, there's a reason why it's this difficulty. But then with this new game. Um, they've added all this stuff where you can sort of play it in an easier way. Like you can like use magic spells. You don't have to do any of the side quests. You can just kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. Like if something is too hard, you can like go around it. There's all these other things you can do that are. You can go around it. That's a beautiful solution. (laughs) (laughs) Go around it. That's what I'm saying. But then (laughs) dodge it. Don't talk to the audience. This game has like it's like produced these two like nerd ass reactions on twitter which is one is like people doing like if you're new to FromSoft games here's some tips to get started and people are being like really like nurturing of new players and like it's like a 50 tweet thread that's like don't worry about this like try this out and be patient with yourself and i'm like it's a video game come on. i mean it's like yeah. i get that some people probably benefit from it. i was like it's just a video game it's just a video game and then there's this other stupid argument where it's like and i kind of <laughs> our friend benny feldman was is like was sharing this with me and i don't think he's stupid but i'm like this is just goes nowhere where there's like some people benny, are like, we think you're smart some people are like, if you use magic in this game, it's cheating. And then other people... <laughs> but it's in the game. <laughs> well, other people, the care lords are like, no, no, no win is cheating. Any way you do it is the right way. Like, don't feel ashamed to use magic or to like summon wolves or to use <laughs> stealth mode. It's all okay. Wow. And I just think that that like, that like sort of self-care ideology brought to this game is do just Do not so let it dumb. into gaming. That does yeah. not belong no, it in does gaming. Not belong. I Keep think it belongs out. in gaming. No. Keep it out. I think it belongs in gaming. There was many times where I was like, I've been trying to break up with someone or I've been in a tough situation with a family member and I've thought, should I use wolves right now? <laughs> and if you could, mode? yeah, and I would. Yeah, I go stealth mode for sure. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. and I used it. I used it. I didn't play on hard mode. Or know? yeah, or like you can't, you can't, you have a girlfriend and you can't win that level. So you just actually go back into the open world and you just go somewhere I else. I go into the open yeah. world and I go to Herbert Von King. <laughs> yeah. See who's over there. I fight, I fight a boss in Talk Herbert to Von King Park. I fight a guy in <laughs> Herbert yeah. Von King. I go mine XP yeah. on squirrels in Herbert Von King. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't That's know. Funny. It's It's a little bit of like, you know, all these things are necessary. And when I was playing the video game, I would look up tutorials and stuff. But it, something about it is embarrassing. Like you don't want to show your hand too much. You don't want to pretend too no. much. Like like there's like a community of people who no. are like it's just a video game. Like keep it keep it behind Play the scenes. It. You guys are supposed to be having fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or like on your way to I, having fun. I will say <laughs> when this: you get good. It, it gets I I think at a cardinal rule about the internet, maybe particularly about Twitter, which is don't care too much about anything mm. online. Yeah, whether it's being whether it's that producers are important. 
or that you should play on hard mode. You know, like <laughs> what that, about abolishing the, prison? <laughs> what? What about abolishing prison? You can care about abolishing. No, cardinal prison. rule: don't care that much about it. <laughs> Keep but, it at arm's length. But uh, it's not a good place to to care about things. I think you can care about stuff in the real world. No, big, don't catch you out it's, here. Yeah, <laughs> in, it's it's cool to care about stuff in the real world, but on the internet and on Twitter, I would say you'll quickly find yourselves like, like fighting against the Felipe's of the world who are mm. going to ratio you. And that's you. the real boss. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to yeah. Oh, I'm the, I'm the bad guy. He's I'm the bad guy. hard. Yeah. That's so, funny. So there you go. I do want to play the game, though. And I probably won't because I don't want to play video games that much. Um, but, but do you do secretly? I know I yeah, do, but, but I have to keep myself does. from doing it. Felipe, when That's how he best enjoys a beautiful spring day. <laughs> <laughs> Indoors. It's spring day. out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and he is, it's, well, what were you going to say? Um, he, when we're, I don't think we're ever going to retire, but in a world where we <laughs> no. do retire, I think it will be really fun when we're like 70 and we can really finally play video games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're not so, horny anymore. Yeah. Not, wor- <laughs> not worry about having to make comedy yeah. or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just playing Elden Ring, getting so yeah. good. Dude, the video games when we're 70 are going to be insane. Um, Absolutely crazy. I want to say one other thing that related to what I was saying, but I don't like talking to the audience at the show. Please. Um, I've been, I have this, I'm in a frustrating situation where I feel a strong empathetic sense, but you're not allowed to call yourself an empath out here or even a highly sensitive person. That's like a corny thing to do. Um, and also I don't even know that it's true. I don't know that an empath is a real thing. Like a real diagnosable, thing. right? Is there? Or is there just like? Is it just gradations of being empathetic? Totally, it's just like, like a personality choice, and maybe just like some naturalizing of your behavior into over caring and over projecting. Yeah. Though yeah, I do think feel. you see pain, and it like affects you in more, in more than it affects me. Like yes, viscerally, like you yes. feel you get like really hurt by seeing. Other- I think that's right, but I don't think that that means it's like. Oh, I was actually born into the special class of empaths who are like moving through society and feeling things other people can't feel. Yeah, like, I don't. As if you can hear sounds that people can't hear or something. No, but like, I do think sometimes you have reactions that I'm like, I don't naturally feel that way. Yeah. Well, so I'll say this that I feel like that's part of the reason why I don't like doing the audience talking thing is it feels like this like information overload of like engaging with all of these people that are in the audience and I'm on the stage and I'm like, well, wait, if you want, if we want, if we're going to talk, we should just talk after this and like we can figure this out. But I can't like be fielding all of this energy or something, which I, I know I have to. That's part of live performance, but it is something I think. And then last night I was um, walking home and I had a box of pizza and I had two cans stacked on it and I had like some books and I was carrying them home, but I stopped at a bodega to get something and I walked into the bodega and I just like walked straight past the like like one man waiting in line and I got past him and then he suddenly was like, I'm not going to take that. Just put it down. I'm not going to take it. Hey, come on. I'm not going to take that. Just put it down. And I turned around and I was like, what? And he was like, just put it down. Put it over there. This is just like a random guy. The pizza and the books. The pizza and the books and the cans. Wait, <laughs> like, why did he down. think that you were going to give it to him? He he just was like, put it over there. Like, why carry it around? You know, put your stuff down in the oh, bodega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like being nice to me in this way. But I was like, honestly, it's more of an inconvenience for me to set this thing down that I'm like balancing. Like, I've got this. 
yeah. I don't want to put it down. Now yeah, I gotta yeah. find a place. But suddenly I was like, okay, I'm sensing that it's important to this man that I put this down, and that if I don't put it down, that I'm accusing him of right. wanting to him steal yeah. my, this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm calling him a thief. So I had to like go back, and there was no flat surfaces. There was only like the ice cream <laughs> fridge that has like the slanted, <laughs> you, you know, like, like you put it down and it immediately <laughs> falls. And I'm like trying to balance it because it's like it's really important to this guy that I get this pizza box balanced here on top of this ice cream fridge when I'm just trying to like get some crackers or something. And um, he's just watching me do it. And he's like, yeah, I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take it. It was very, um, I think you should leave now um, energy. And I don't know. I was just thinking like a normal person who didn't feel as like whatever I'm feeling would have just been like, no, I've got this. I'm going to hold this. Right. But instead of getting engaged in this ridiculous, because I was like, <laughs> this man thinks if I don't put this down, I'm saying I don't trust my neighbor. That I, right. yeah, right. That I'm not like I think he's bad. I'm scared of him. Yeah, just a random guy. So anyway, yeah, yeah. Hmm. He didn't take it though. I put all my stuff down. He didn't take it. <laughs> what huge, if, huge what huge if you're trying to put it down and he starts to cry? <laughs> <laughs> like softly crying. Dude, if he had taken it, that would have been mad funny. That would have been really, <laughs> yeah. that would have been funny, yeah. And it wouldn't, wouldn't have been that big of a deal. And it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. One piece yeah. of pizza and a book. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, if, if if you can't handle a guy being nice to you, yes. <laughs> how are you going to handle 200 people in a room? They're drunk. Yeah. I went on at the end of the show. People were ready to be hanging out. I got, When I walked on, I was like, oh, I can hear there's like a lot of chatter going on. Like, yeah. oh, shit. But, well, it's yeah. funny, too, because Charlie did precisely a bit about audience interaction. Yes. So it's funny Wait, you what bring was it up. Yeah. Can you remind me? He went up on stage and he was like, oh, yes. look, I want to work on audience interactions. Um so I'm going to try that now. And then he proceeds to do a bit where he's like really bad at engaging yes. with the audience. Um, and I thought he, he like handled the drunk person from Britain like pretty well. Um, but the bit was he was like not doing a good job. Like he was, he was a, just telling job. people yeah. a bunch of stuff about his personal life and then going to an audience member and being like, so what do you think about that? Yeah. yeah which is funny. Yeah, yeah. is funny, uh, but the uh, but the British person was at level one where they were like, "Oh, pick me!" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I'm at the I'm cellar. I'm, I'm yeah. about yeah. to get roasted. Pick me, yeah. pick me. Yeah, I'm married. Dumb bitch. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> no. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I think I'd like to be good at audience interaction. Of course, it's so like. Um, uh, masterful when yeah. someone can just talk to any random person in the audience and make it be funny. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And I like to sit in the front row. I like being at a comedy show. When I was younger, less so now in my life, I don't really go to comedy shows for famous comedians. But uh, I loved being talked to by the person. I think I've told oh, this story in the podcast before. Like, when I went to see Moshe Kasher yeah. alone, and there was one other person sitting alone, like a really older man, like across the audience. And Moshe Kasher just kept being like, these two. We got to get these two together. <laughs> and like um, in a way that just really made me laugh. Well, yeah. And also what I've sort of come to realize after having tried doing, I, I thought, or, or I'll say, I'm oh, sorry. Come I'm on, gonna, Sam. I'm going to start. Yeah, <laughs> you God, got this, fuck. Sam. Come on, Sam. Come on. <laughs> there's doing your bits on stage, your rehearsed bits, and then there's pure audience interaction mm -hmm. improv. But what mm -hmm. I didn't realize until I started doing stand-up, and actually only after a couple of years of doing stand-up, is that there's something in between your mm -hmm. prepared bits and doing stuff like pure improv with, with audience members. And it's this thing where you kind of 
create a dynamic deliberately in which mm. you know there are beats that you're going to do. And you can predict how an audience is going to react enough. You can weave in that, and out. That you can kind of actually plan an audience interaction. Mm. And that's the th- a kind of third thing that you may not know about. That's the third. If you, if you don't do stand-up. That's the third know. coast. Yeah. That sounds yeah. really masterful. Well, yeah. I think it's something Stuart Lee does sh- uh, well, which is like he's like, he does has a bit where he like divides the audience into people who are like getting it and people who are not getting his set. And it's like completely arbitrary. He's like, oh, the people in the back, they're laughing, they're getting it. And then he like plays with that th- throughout the whole show and sort of builds on it. But there, but there's all kinds of people in the scene who do stuff like that. And I think to varying degrees of success, success. But like Charlie's is a good example where he's like, Charlie is interacting with the audience yes. in his bit, but it's like a planned, rehearsed bit. Yeah, he knows what he, more or less what he's going to say and do. Yeah, yeah. I guess I think like the reason I wanted to stop trying to do crowd work was because I kept putting it in my sets in a way where like I have this joke I like to do about um going to a party with my boyfriend and him afterwards asking me how come we didn't spend any time together at the party and the punchline is like because why would I spend time with the party with the person that I hate the most out of everyone there and, uh, <laughs> great joke <laughs> it's a great, great joke, joke. And, uh, but I would always start it by doing crowd work and wanting to find two people in the audience who are dating who are together at the thing so I could be like oh my god you guys are together you're dating and you're together at this thing but it was so specific like what I wanted to find that I was like I'm not actually organically engaging with the people that are here. Right. I'm like looking for this really specific thing so that it seems like I'm doing crowd work so that then I can just tell the joke that <laughs> yeah. I can tell. And I was like, that's you, an authentic. You'd be like, you guys are friends. That's a little like a relationship. <laughs> Let me tell you about a relationship. Like, exactly. Okay, we got exactly. a lovely, beautiful couple exactly. over here and it's like a dad. And exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's just so phony. And I always felt so phony doing it. I was like trying to shoehorn people into the narrative that I wanted to tell. And I was like, that's not right. Let well, people be on their journey. <laughs> Well, one time Sarah came out on stage and tried to smoke a cigarette. Oh, my and God. That was, Talk about that was natural. The phoniest yeah. That was I've so ever funny. Seen. Talk, about yeah. Yeah. Talk about natural. Talk about natural. And then I got sick later. I smoked so many cigarettes that day. I got sick. From the set? You smoked a lot of cigarettes? I smoked like 10 cigarettes just that day because I bought cigarettes. That's funny. <laughs> for the set. Damn. <laughs> that was crazy. That's my first set in like post pandemic. So, you know, give me some latitude. I thought I was yeah, going to be a whole different person. <laughs> I thought I could change. It, I thought was, it was like when you go to high school. And like, not, they don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know I me. Can, I smoke cigarettes. I can be a smoke cigarettes on the stage. Yeah. Kind of no, I know I don't look natural. When in college, I started smoking a little bit. And, um, Someone who just knew me in college was like, oh, I can tell you're like not supposed to be smoking cigarettes. Like what? that you're not someone who would do that. And that hurt my feelings. Um, but I was like, well, you can't. Who you are goes with you. Even if it's my high school class isn't here. They still. Yeah. But I also think I also me. think that, you know, you can you can adopt. You can learn. You can, you can get addicted to cigarettes. <laughs> you can uh, get no addicted to cigarettes. Are. And then, and then yeah. your friends won't be saying that anymore. And then they they'll won't be, like, be saying that. They'll be sorry. It seems like you really are addicted to cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I've just been, I think I got long-term, a long-term effect from COVID. Oh yeah. I hope this is a joke. No, it's serious. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of funny. I can't smell my farts. I'm serious. A hundred percent serious. Wait, you guys are looking at me like I just bombed. It's real. No, I'm no, no, no. I'm thinking about it. No, I, I've heard this story before. You have? Funny. You, you told it, me about like you keep you keep farting places. People keep being like, oh my God. And, and, and I'm like, I can't it. tell. But it's you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this oh. Spells de- this spells doom for Will and I. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I asked Will this morning. Dude. I was like, have you noticed me farting more around the house? What did he say? <laughs> he said, no, not any more than 
usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed me farting huh. around the house? But I, l- I just cannot smell them. Wow. And it freaks me out a little because I'm like, then you don't know what oh, my body is permanently changed from COVID now. I can describe how they smell to you. No, I don't need that. That's <laughs> They're not like what a I need. sour. No, that's soup. not what I need. That's not what I'm looking for a here. Sour bitter. Soup. No, you know we're good with this. <laughs> I'm talking about long-term effects from COVID. Yeah. I'm talking about lo- I got long COVID. All right, he's got long COVID. All right, but sometimes Damn. this is about the the please don't destroy sketch. COVID can be good. Oh, you're right. Good. It could be. I guess it is a good result. Yeah. I hope you get, there's another thing, another symptom, yeah, that is a positive. Mm-hmm. Will and I watched a movie last night where um, uh, Tom Cruise is fighting an alien war and he kills a special alien and it makes it so when he kills the alien, he can control time and he lives the same day over the and over again. The alien is special? Like Groundhog's Day. What does the alien look like? It looks like, uh, it's like, it, it's all covered in ten- tentacles and <gasps> stuff. And Whoa. and is but it is uses it, it's a time alien? Whoa! Yeah, it kind of controls it, it by if you kill the alien and you transfer its blood to you, it can control time. So he kills it and transfer his blood to him. Yeah, in this sort of impossible moment where he shoots the alien, but then his blood bleeds onto him, and his blood mixes with his blood. Can we talk about something but, else? But, but, but you want to talk but, about it? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting. Is, the funny thing is, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You're interested, You're interested in the wrong thing, and we haven't gotten to the parts there where you. Where I don't know, bro. I'm already humoring you. I wanted to talk about how I can't smell farts anymore, and you guys moved on. Okay. I have a subject. Okay. Let's say I'm finished, and so, then we go on to Sarah's. The concept is, you know how in Groundhog's Day, have you seen Groundhog's Day, Sarah? Yes. The person, <laughs> the, the guy has to relive the same day over and over again so that he beca- learns how to become a better person. And only by becoming a better person can he move on Can he move on with his life. And it's a beautiful kind of Buddhist ideology. Wow. Um, I didn't know Groundhog's Day was Buddhist. Yeah. Wow. I, well, I watched a documentary about it and the, apparently the Buddha has seen it. I mean, not the Buddha. The Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama saw Groundhog Day? Yeah, it sounds legit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and also Christ and Santa Claus as well. <laughs> but this guy, he uses, he uses it the same day. <laughs> the Dalai Lama also watched Animal House. <laughs> he uses the day to become a better soldier. Not to become a better person. Isn't that kind of a funny, worse version of a better movie? Wow. <laughs> don't, you, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like the wow. American ideology. If right. I had Groundhog's Day, I would become a killing a machine. Soldier. Right, yeah. exactly. It's like you watch a movie with a great premise in it and you you go, oh, wouldn't it be funny to make a, wouldn't it be good to make a worse idea of, the, of that movie? There are so many and movies yeah, though that are Groundhog's Day. Bankrupt of <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. All of its exactly. morality. <clears throat> and that's funny. That's, I think that's, that's, funny. that's a funny story about h- human experience which is you see a great idea and you t- and you say wow what if we- i t- took 700 million dollars and made it into a really worse idea what if <laughs> what if we did the one where we experienced groundhog day every day and what we use it for is to do an episode of raisin man where we talk about the subjects everyone wants to talk about and that are fun <laughs> bro damn. we would have to get through about a billion <laughs> days damn. a billion damn days damn. <laughs> <laughs> see but 
every no, time I, I bring up a subject, there's always a little moral truth or a lesson at the end of it, like <laughs> yeah, a koan. Yeah, Sam <laughs> thinks this is a morality play. Yeah, yeah. My Elden Ring story did too, and so did my <laughs> fart story. There was a point to them. Uh, yeah. What's your topic? Do you think here? there's a sleep oh. smell? Do you think you have a sleep smell? What do you mean? No. When we what? were when we were kids, our my siblings and I, we'd we'd talk about having a sleep smell, which is what your room smells yes. like after you wake up in the morning. Yeah, I think that's real. Wow, well, I yeah. don't know about that. Yeah, I think people have them, and they're closely related to what your fart smells like. But your body emits other smells as well. I think, and that and together that's your sleep mixed smell. together, your trademark your, sleep smell. Your sleep yeah, smell. that's that that makes sense. When you you know in the if you ever went into your parents' room in the morning. It always smelled a particular. Smelled like pussy. That's crazy yeah. that you, growing up, had five minds, five children's minds generating yeah, ideas. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, like a think tank. Totally. We, I had only my brother. Yeah, we we talked about we tried to solve the war in Afghanistan <laughs> and stuff. Coming out with white papers. That's wild. It's wild that if you have that many siblings, you get to team up in different uh, iterations. Uh, yeah. Today, me and my big brother are are yeah. allies. Tomorrow, me and my sister are you know, secret double agents. Totally, yeah. it's true. Totally. And there's enough that because when there's three, there's only like three permutations. Yeah, two against one, two against one, two against one. Yes, but with five, it's like oh my god, hundred permutations. You go on your own little yeah. missions. Three on two. Yeah. Yeah. Two on three. Yeah. Everyone getting along. One and then one on one with everyone. One on one with everyone. Yeah. Head to head to head to head. Yeah. Your parents. Your parents get a divorce, and I would go to one of my siblings. I go, "What do you think about this?" And then they'd say a thing I I had never even occurred to me to think about. You know, in terms of it. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. They'd say it's your fault. (laughs) It's your fault. (laughs) Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Then I go to another one of my siblings. So, what do you think about it? And they were like, "It's your (laughs) fault." Wow. We're all seem to be in consensus. That hadn't even occurred to me. Yeah. Um, my subject, Rachel Rabbit White got married for the second time to uh, Nico um, Walker. Who's Nico Walker? Nico Walker wrote Cherry Bomb, that book. Come on, I showed it to you and I was like, oh, this has been in every bookstore in America. Tell me more. Uh, okay, so uh, he in real life, I think, was in the army and went to like Afghanistan and then came back oh, and, it's and about got like, addicted to heroin. Yes, okay, you had told me this and I do remember this. And then he robbed a bank. Uh, and then he went to to jail. Yes, I've heard of this. So, do you and then he wrote a book about it. And then the book got blew the fuck up. I think he wrote the book from prison. Went insane. Got made into a movie with Tom Holland starring as Nico Walker. Then Rachel Rabbit White is the um, hooker laureate of the Dirtbag Left. Wait, dirt, <laughs> that's they, her brand. They call her the, from the Dirtbag Left. Yep, she's a leftist and she's oh, a sex I worker, only sex worker, um, and a poet. And she wrote Porn Carnival and. Uh, She's just someone that I follow on Instagram, mm-hmm. and uh, a person who's yeah. around. Who's around? She just wrote an essay about Pamela Anderson. That's right. Yes, uh, and you went to this every... party that she hosted. Oh yeah, that's right. You so. went to her birthday party. But you party. said it yeah. was Dees. Yeah, it wasn't so good. It wasn't so good. No. And you ended up doing something more fun afterwards. More fun after. Wait, so you're still pissed so off about it? Huh? That, yep. You <laughs> <off>? <laughs> no, no, I don't care. No, <laughs> okay. no, I'm not pissed <laughs> off about it because um, Sam didn't invite me. But that's okay. I don't care about it now. 
And so yesterday, or a couple days ago, they got remarried. They got married again. They'd already been married. Oh, and they got oh, married again at I KGB. It, wait, hold on. I thought it was the you were saying she's gotten married with a new person. No, no. no. same person. Wow. Married again. Round two. I, I've always been. I've are. always been anti round two. If you break up with someone, there's a good reason you did it. It's very few, yeah. very few times when so you know it's like you can't bring. A, a case twice to yeah, the justice no. system unless new evidence comes up. What new evidence could have come up? Like, oh, you are actually more caring or, uh, you know, there's totally. a reason I was cranky and distant the whole time. Or something. Totally. Can you imagine going to your parents and being like, yeah, my wife uh, I got divorced from. We're getting married again. The fuck? All your, <laughs> they all they your, got no. divorced. But in this case, that's not what yeah, happened. Yeah. What they happened? were married and they were so in love that they got married again. Oh, because they're they're poetic types. Oh, so it's like they renewed their so vows. They, yeah, what we would call in more. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? And I'm being like a conservative father <laughs> who, who's hearing Sarah talk about this. He doesn't like that. I don't like that. Yes, and they did it at KGB. Okay. Cool, right? That, KGB yeah. is something that's only recently been brought into my consciousness <laughs> as a place. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the life world of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're the, right, Lori said. The said. downtown scene. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and Rachel, uh, I was so delighted by this. I follow her on Instagram. She posted the the typed version of Nico's vows. That's nice. And I always, whenever I hear anyone, the typed version, the huh. typed version. So they take a video of it. Oh, oh okay. So, so the, like I see. the vows. Yeah, I see. I see. And um, I'm always curious when someone goes to a wedding. I love when people write their own vows. I've only been to like two weddings in my whole life. I don't think they wrote their own vows. But I think it's so funny because normal people. To write an original statement about your love and devotion to another person, it doesn't matter how much you love them. If you're just some regular guy, I think that's really hard to do, right? Like Totally. To write a vow that really compels the audience. Yes. Yeah, mm. nearly impossible. Yeah, well, cliches, oh, aren't, cliches aren't when our language fails our experience. It's when our experience mm. fails our language. Mm. I don't know about compelling the audience. You don't have to do that in the vow, right? I feel that way. Yeah. I'm in the audience. I want to be moved. <laughs> yeah, and if your vows are trash... Then, then what does that say about the depth of your love? Exactly. You know? It says if, that you haven't uncovered anything. Yeah, you're like, I, you no, know, until not. death do us part, you're like a rose. Everyone's yeah. like, doesn't sound like this guy loves that You're also that my best friend. Yeah, it's like, okay. No way. So he... Schmoopy. No you're my little schmoopy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's something I'm not saying. If I ever get married, I'm not going to say to the person, you're my best friend. You know, my best friend's Emma. After that, you guys are my best friends. You know, like, who yeah. is this person? Yeah. Really? They're not my, yeah. I like the idea that your partner's your best friend. Well, I find okay. that romantic. Even though it's cliche, I find that romantic. Well, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of people, you know, in It's line true. And of, also, it's like, it's like, you need different slots. Like, there's a reason that she's your wife and not your best friend. Right. And it's yeah. not that you don't like her, but there's different slots. There's different... And and you can't put your wife or your husband in all the slots. It's like no. It's like I love you and I like you a lot, but you're not my best friend yeah. because you're my husband or wife. If if you're fucking your best friend, you need to get your head checked. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's my thinking. <laughs> you should do you that need, on stage. You Sam. need to get your damn head checked. That's you you got a couple it. screws loose. Wow, yeah. Simeon saying I've never heard this before. My divorced parents are still best well, friends. Well, see, 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 like wow. that's different. That's, di that's you're divorced special. and now you're friends. You've no, you're no longer I don't married. Like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah, yeah. But you know, when you get married, it's like you need to save some some space for other people in your life to hold important roles yes i agree i agree i agree, I agree. so neat so i got to read these these vows written by an actual 
poetic entity. Yeah. And these people, Rachel Rabbit White's brand is love and sex and passion. And poetry. And poetry. And so to get to read, and her vows were not published in full, so I don't have them. But I'll just read you the first paragraph Please. of Nico's wedding vows for Rachel Rabbit White. <clears throat> or actually, Sam, do you want to read them? Because I'm a man. Yeah, you can read the first, just the first paragraph. Okay, but I have dyslexia, so I might trip over some okay, words. These, some, these are not words I wrote. That's right. <clears throat> seen for the first time. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> I remember seeing you for the first time in my life, a photograph in an article about your collection coming out. The article said you were all the rage, said that you and your crew were going hard and that you were all freaks. Like, Freaks and that you all took angel dust. And seeing this picture, I couldn't not notice the light around you, that you were on another level, a level above anywhere I might have, I might have, a level above anywhere I might have ever so much as visited before. And I thought, and I say this with the utmost respect, that's a magical bitch right there. That bitch is fucking magic. What do you think about that, Sarah? Oh, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, you get the benefit of if you marry someone who's kind of famous, you get to kind of really juice it, I feel like, because like, she's in our ma- magazines and stuff. So. It's true, you know, and yeah. also I I could imagine in a more sort of conservative or a more traditional wedding uh, situation, you wouldn't want to use words like bitch exactly. or freak. Exactly. Angel dust, dust in yeah. your vows. Yes, but in exactly. this, but a confluence of factors that made it so that that makes sense. And totally. And that is what avoids. That's why he's not being cliche. Because totally. Because his grandma's not there. Because grandma's not there. And he doesn't have. And to. he can say what he really feels. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Would you like vows like that? Would you like your partner when you get married to write vows like that for you? I don't. The uh, here's the only thing I care about with my partner if they were to write vows for me. Do not shoehorn in a bunch of inside jokes that we have mm. every other sentence and be like, "It's like the time yeah. we went to Macaroni Grill." Or my, and my favorite, whether it. whether it's late night ice creams at this, <laughs> yes, or or watching Euphoria on Sunday nights. Fuck no, I hate it yeah. so. <laughs> the idea so I'm just much. in the vision in my head, like it's you know eight whatever years from now, and you've just married the dorkiest yeah. person. <laughs> Just some, just some chug. Somehow just Sarah some Wilson oh snatched God. up the dorkiest oh person. God. I couldn't stand it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's like such a like a normie hack to be like, well, get really specific. You know, being specific is right, kind of right, funny. Right. Details are what's good. Yeah. Make, her, make her laugh with something that no one totally. else will understand. And you know, I just hate also when you can sense like when you your sort of inside jokes become rote. They're like on demand. Like we've got these five little things yes. yeah. we always say that are our little inside jokes it's like a, a dry laugh like <laughs> <laughs> oh you brought up oh you brought up the euphoria thing again like, that's funny <laughs> but sarah i do think that if you were genuinely in love the inside would jokes okay. would be incredible yeah. and you'd love it because it would come from yeah. true connection and passion and you wouldn't be applying all these thoughts about cliches and stuff you'd be like know. i love this person they could say anything it makes but me the happy. the vows is a performance in front of everyone it's true I think that's a good insight. It's not just... It's not just one-to-one. You're one. performing for people. And if you can't handle it, just do pre-written Do ones. the pre-written. Do the pre-written. I would take my vows and I'd post them on Instagram first. <laughs> Before the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As a tease to kind of get people to come and promote yeah, the event. Exactly. Yeah. And I'd, I'd tag people. Yeah. i tag my, my person in them. Yeah. I write my vows 
before I even am dating the person, just someone I have a crush on. Oh, that's I, cute. That's no, cute. that's a little psycho. <laughs> <laughs> you post it on Instagram, you tag them. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's then it, that it would be funny to do the details for that yeah. one. A little inside jokes. <clears throat> okay. I well, once read a poem about someone who was like the the poem was like I wish I was I wish I was famous so that I could be humble about being famous. Mm. But there's no my humility c- is worth nothing because uh, there's nothing for me to be humble about. I'm not famous yet. Hmm. And I thought that was kind of a funny premise. But it it reminds me of what you're saying which is that like, oh, if I you know, th- these people are kind of famous, so they know how to kind of do it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they get to. And people yeah. get to be like, yeah, I guess that bitch is kind of fucking magic because she's like this right. person who's in the media. Right. <laughs> I remember Slavo Zizek telling a joke like that about, I can't remember what it was, but it was like at a, it was like at a religious ser- meeting and then all the rich men would stand up and be like, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. And then a poor man stands up and he's like, I don't know, the light of God bathes me. I'm, you know, holy or something. And then mm. all the rich men are like, who does that guy think he is? Ha. Huh. Yeah. Or maybe it's the other way. Maybe the poor man gets up and says, I'm nothing, I'm nothing. No, and I bet the rich it's the man, way you told it originally. Really? No, I think it might be that the poor man says, I'm nothing, and then the rich man go, who does he think he is to say he's nothing? Ah, uh, okay, then that's funny. See, that makes yes. more sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, uh, it makes I it speaks to a thing I feel, which is that like, oh, I think if I were, were really famous, I would have like a lot of fun, of course, like having not drinking up my fame, like not going to parties and stuff, but having this like lovely sort of private life where it's like me and my close friends and I like don't have to like go out and grovel to people and like, Mm. uh, you know, like um, network in the scene and stuff. But of course, that's just a a fantasy. And, uh, you know, of course you would think if you're famous that you would be really good at it and be really um, graceful and... Uh, to people and that but I'm kind of losing my train of thought (laughs) I guess I I have a fantasy about being really sweet and kind to people which is a thing I already try and be but it's like doubly it's doubly cool because you have really sick fire work and your work speaks for itself so you don't have to like you know like always be showing people your stuff but uh, it's it's actually a kind of narcissistic uh, self-delusional thought to have I think it's really Mm -hmm. hard though I think you know the theme of the episode is Groundhog Day um, that's right. And that if you're a famous person, it's every day with people trying to like get a picture with you or talk to you yeah. or act like they know you. Or even I think here's the most famous person in my life, Brian Lair. Almost every time. <laughs> he, but you don't know him. You're just but saying I don't know he him. represents the most famous he person. He represents the most famous person in my life. Voice in New York City. Uh, listen to him every day. Uh, almost every time I would say like 93% of call-ins on the call- his call-in show always start their call-in by being like, oh my God, hey, Brian, like I'm a huge fan of the show. Like, thanks so much for having me on. And it's like, bitch, like Brian is on here every morning for two hours taking 50 calls. He doesn't have time for that. Get straight yeah. into the subject. You're not like, special. Yeah, we're talking about bodegas. Say what you came to say. Like he doesn't need to hear that. And he has to gracefully every time. Thank Wow, thank you. That really means a lot. You know, and it's he like, says that. yeah, he's trying to run a fucking news show. He's like, get to it. Like, let's do this. Well, you know, I was thinking the other day. So Simple Time's going to go to um, LA and we were like trying to get 
to see if we could get someone like a little bigger than us to open. Oh fuck! And I don't think I don't think <laughs> I don't think we're gonna end up. Do you Come think on. it's weird if I just mention a person? No, it's not weird. So we were like, oh, what if we could like we were like we maybe know someone who knows Paul F. Tompkins. We were like, what if we got him? And I thought like I've been a huge like I always I used to be a huge fan of Paul F. Tompkins because in high school I listened to Comedy Bang Bang. Where's little bow tie? He was a little bow tie, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's the thing I don't. That's the thing I don't like about him. <laughs> no, that's what you like. But I used he to be a big. Bow tie. I would listen to him so much, and I listened to his albums like a bajillion times, and I like memorized his albums and stuff. And I was like, imagine if he did do it. I haven't thought about him in a long time, but if he did do it, and I met him, I would have to say something like, I would have to communicate to him yep. how special yep. and important he was to me. And it would mean zero to him. It would be yep. like a speck of yep. dust. And to me, it would mean so much. This is an easy totally. cliche thought, but it's like, I just... And that's just eviscerating. It's like, I can't. There's, I can't some, be there's something that. like existentially troubling about the gap between what I feel about him and what he would feel about me telling him any of totally. it. Totally. It's yes. like an absolute experiential chasm that can is absolutely unbridgeable. Totally. Yes. I felt this way about... um. Maria Bamford's my favorite stand-up comedian of all time, and I loved her so much when I was a kid. It's like huge reason of why I do stand-up comedy. And she came to University of Pennsylvania while I was a student and uh, did a show for like 50 people, like really small. And afterwards, you were allowed to get her to like autograph your Maria Bamford posters that they were handing out or whatever it was. And I was like, I'm just gonna take the poster. I don't need the signature. No, I'm not talking to her. You don't need to talk to her. No, I'm gonna leave. And but all of my friends kept being like, Come on, <laughs> come on, yeah. you gotta talk yep. to her. And so like I was pressured into it. I was made to feel kind of stupid. So I got in line and I had to say to her my thing of like you mean so much to me and I used to watch this special on Comedy Central all the time on Saturdays and it would come on and she's an awkward person anyway and was just like, oh yeah? Uh, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it was it's so, it's not... so awful and what's funny is that the people who get to have like a nice moment with someone like that are people who don't say anything because they don't really care that much. They just make some little joke because they're like, oh hey. <laughs> You know, right, and then, and then the people, then, then, and then Raven was like, "Oh, this guy's cool." Yeah, exactly. I exactly. like this guy. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I've told this story before on the podcast about seeing David Cross at a um, post office, and I saw him come in, and I was like, "I shouldn't t- say anything to him." He leaves, and then I texted everyone. I just saw David Cross. Do you guys remember me telling this story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember how it ends. Sam was like, "You need to talk to him," because Sam is a real like talk to talk to famous people. I go up. <laughs> I get I got seven minutes in heaven. Sam goes <laughs> up. Yeah. And I, I take him into a closet and I crazy. tell him exactly how I feel. I've historically <laughs> been anti anti talk to famous people like you. It's like you. It's just gonna ruin it for you. Totally. I'll but, get nothing from it. But then yeah. Sam got in my head, and I was like, oh, "Am I throwing so, away a big opportunity?" So he chased him down the sidewalk. No, no, no. <laughs> So wait, so he comes in and then he leaves. I'm texting all my friends. And then I'm talking with the post office lady. I'm like, that guy's famous. And she goes, yeah, you're right. I recognize him from something. Like, what do I recognize him from? And we were, and I was like, oh, well, he's been on an Arrested Development. He's been on this. He's been on that. And she was like, I recognize him from Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> and then... And and then he comes back okay so I'm texting all my oh, friends shit. Sam's like you gotta talk to him he fucking comes back in oh shit and I'm like this is God telling me that <laughs> oh, I need to shit. talk to him and I he's standing there and I'm like hey I don't wanna bother you but I'm a huge fan I genuinely like I used to listen to his albums a ton too whatever Yeah. he doesn't look he just keeps looking forward he goes oh thanks clearly was like did not want any of it and then the post office woman goes yeah me too 
<laughs> that's sick that's sick that's awesome yeah. me too it would be funny that's if he did that awesome. thing where he did something racist to you like he did to that that Asian woman, remember? Wait, what remember was he got it? in trouble because he did something awful and to racist. a fan. To a fan, and he did something racist to and me. And that woman later became like a comedian. Oh no! Oh, I know. Uh, no he didn't see that coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know. It's like you gotta be careful. Who you, you gotta burn. be careful. You gotta be careful. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he did something racist to me. Yeah, it would be funny if he was like every interaction <laughs> you've heard from him <laughs> was like <laughs> him doing something immediately racist. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So yeah, don't I don't think it's worth it. It's it does nothing. It one does time, nothing. one time I went. We Felipe and I were going home from a mic, and we saw Aparna on a That's train. Cool. It was really late at night, and I went up to her. And she was like just on her phone, and I was like, Sam, don't don't, don't, do, it. don't do it, don't and do I it. And I went up to her, and I like kind of stood over her, and I was like, <laughs> Oh God! I was like, Hey, I just want to say I'm a big fan of your work, and then she was like, Thanks, and then I like went and I sat back down, and it was. I it was for the first time I wondered, well, is it worth doing stuff like this? <laughs> <laughs> is there? That's did funny. I get anything out of That's that? Funny. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I personally think it's. I don't know. There's maybe I'm sure it's nice to hear it sometimes in the right situation. Yeah. Yeah. My dad really got a big kick out of out of being a guy who's like who could go up to people and and, and say his thing, but like he always prided himself on like not trying to disturb the person. Like once yeah. he saw Lewis black at a bar and he was like, Hey, just want to say big fan. And then like leave. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, 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 yes. Yeah. Uh, not even really wait well, for he them touched to his shoulder. Yeah. Wow. He was like this. I just wanted to say thanks for the laughs. And then he left wow. like real. Cl- he, thought he was like, wow. he would tell that story like, wow. yo, I'm real classy class with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Lewis black. <laughs> That's funny. Louis Black's from Silver Spring, Maryland. Really? He's part of the Silver Spring, Maryland comedy lineage. That's wow. why I'm angry on stage. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Back in Silver Spring. Fucking fucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's you, Sarah. That's right. I just do it about friendship and little <laughs> sentimental subjects, but yeah, it's a Silver Spring. Class from the past. I haven't thought about Louis Black in a long ass time. That's right. I have all of his books. My mom is constantly buying all his books for me. <laughs> because he was from Silver Spring? Uh, yes. And because he's a comedian. But all the books are just like, fuck, fuck this. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> I've never opened a single one. Mom, I hope that you're not listening to this. I loved his stuff <laughs> when I was a kid. I did too. I used to really yeah. love him. I it's funny. Him. I always forget, Sarah, that you used to be such like a stand-up head. I'm a stand-up head. That's you're what's like- up. <laughs> Tosh. I love Daniel Tosh, pre-Tosh.0. <laughs> Seriously. Really? Yeah, he's you're so funny. Fan? So funny. I always get him mixed Love up with Daniel Anthony Jesselnik. Did they both do? No, they were both like same time. Yeah, but Jesselnik did one-liners and Tosh did like more. Bits, he did right? stories and he's whimsical. He's like a bro. He had the energy of like a guy who's in a college fraternity, kind of funny. But he would do really whimsical stuff, and so that people love that. I love. Did it. he have that degree? He's like, there's voices in my head, but they speak Spanish. So I don't understand anything they're saying. I can't remember that one. I never. It was <laughs> so got that on the commercial funny. for his stand-up set. And yeah. that was like one of the, and I was like, that's not such a funny joke. To me, I don't think oh, it's funny. Oh, shit. We just fell into your trap because yeah. we think it's Fuck, funny. Think Baby it's, shit. He speaks Spanish, so Felipe yeah. is like, yeah, so don't I was like, talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would understand them. Yeah. That's not <laughs> crazy to me. Yeah. 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 All right. What else is up? What's coming up this week? You guys are going to LA. Simple time going to LA. Yeah, we're going to LA. I'm excited for it. I'm excited. Right. I'm going on a date tonight. Going on a date tonight. Ooh. Oh, speaking of. That reminded me. I thought a fun thing we could do is I went to the to the uh, how to go on a date. 
Carly says Charlene Yee, I think, is the person yes. that David Cross was uh, racist thank to. You, Char- th- uh, Car- Carly. Yeah. Thank you, Charlene. Charlene. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Charlene. Both of you come th- making the bit come together. <laughs> um, this is the wiki how for how to go on a date. Oh, yeah. Hit me. Maybe can, can we just read some? Please. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. Imagine if we were a different kind of podcast. Yes. We'd be doing this <laughs> yeah, exactly. all the time. We do that every episode. Yeah. Read a wiki how. Laugh yep. about yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Number one. Decide if you're looking for a serious relationship or a casual thing. You have to decide that before you even yep. go. I uh, kind of, I kind of decide when I meet the person and I see what's up with their deal. Yeah, fair enough. Should I decide? But it sounds like I need to it's decide a, before. I, you know, it doesn't say in what order. Yeah, or it's not clear yet. Let's read on and see what what you are looking for in a in a potential. What are you looking for in a potential partner? Do you want a lifetime commitment or you, do you want to live completely <laughs> in the moment? <laughs> okay. Well, I'm looking for lifetime a lifetime commitment. Lifetime. So let me just go into it with that <laughs> ideally. Uh, to, but to live completely in the moment for one with one That's, girl for no. the rest of your life? It's a temptation. But yes. Oh, yeah. the paradox. You're living in the moment, but with one person yes, forever. That you best of both worlds. That's kind of incredible. Um, overall, it's important to know where you stand so that you can figure out if your date is on the same page. That way, both like if I'm ugly or hot, <laughs> or like something that's <laughs> see see how much juice we're getting out of this. Yeah, really right. good. I'm hey, glad that. we're doing it. <laughs> okay. We should have been doing this the whole I'm episode. Doing this the whole time. I'm number two. No, really get really get get everything we can out of every <laughs> yeah, step. Yeah. Try apps or online dating if you're struggling to find romance within your social circle. Oh, so this is for a person who hasn't even doesn't even have the date because I got the date lined okay, up. Okay, well let's, so let's fine, fair enough. Let's the skip ahead. Lined up. Okay, pick pick the platform that suits you best. <laughs> where did you <laughs> where where did you meet this person? IRL, right? IRL. IRL. Okay. Find a date at a bar or club <laughs> if you okay. enjoy hitting the town. Wow. And you know that they like that. Can you imagine someone who enjoys hitting the town and is on this wiki how and they're like, huh, wait, that's a good idea. <laughs> I do like oh. going to bars and clubs. I hadn't thought about finding someone. Yes. Also, and you're not allowed to do that anymore. You're not allowed to get a date from a bar. It's true. It's, yeah. yeah. People are going to turn to their friends and be like, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Keep in mind that many of these relationships end up being short term or sexual, especially if you're looking for, for more commitment. Yeah, I know. I do have to keep <laughs> okay, that in mind. Yeah. Mind. That's I was already getting really excited to wife this person up, but <laughs> Yeah. Five ask ask a friend to set set you up if you're shy but you but want to meet in person. Sorry, that was confusing. Ask a friend to set you up if you are shy but want to meet in person. That's just what the sentence says, guys. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um meet like-minded dates through activities and events. Bro, I mean, I'm like past all of these, you <laughs> okay, know. Okay, I did okay. have a person sort of broker it. I did okay, uh, meet so the person at an event that uh, is my interest. So these, this comes in parts. So part two is approaching and talking to your potential date. But it he's already like, got the date. Sounds yeah. like we can skip part two. Yeah. Okay, part three. Having a great first date. Yes. Okay, this is now this is where I can really sink my teeth in. <laughs> Number one. Take care of your appearance, especially on the date night. How am I looking right now? Good. Good. Hair is shiny. Good. Good. Okay. Yeah. And skin is shiny too. Really? And your lips are shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all slimy. You're I look like Gollum. <laughs> You're a slimy boy. <laughs> um, 
Long-term affection connection has less to do with looks and grooming, but how you can have a large bearing on the initial attraction you feel for another person. Making a good first impression can go a long way. Yeah. Mm. This to me means I should have a couple Red Bulls before I go. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, even if you don't have gleaming teeth, by the way, I'm doing crest white strips, Sarah. Oh, shit. So if you see my teeth really white, let me know. Choose an exciting date activity, whether it's a roller coaster ride, a concert. <laughs> Imagine you take a girl to a roller coaster ride. <laughs> or a hockey yeah, you're game. You're going to go ride the cyclone tonight. <laughs> take her to Six Flags, New yeah. Jersey. <laughs> and you look beautiful. Yeah. We're going to ride Kindaka. Yeah. We're going to Kindaka, baby. Yeah. You Ooh. look awesome. And you go, you're going on a roller coaster. Okay. It says to choose something like that. Choose an exciting date activity. Yeah. Well, you should go axe throwing. Oh, yeah. There's an axe throwing place near the climbing yes! point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or you should do an escape the room. <laughs> Just fun. the two of you. Yeah. Get to. Yeah. I will say this. I'm on, you know, I've got that point where you get to like date three or four. You can't go to like a bar anymore and hang out. It's I find it's hard. I kind of start to plateau at date three or four where you're like, Okay, we're gonna. Should we go to a movie and now? And talk for or, three more hours. Yeah, it's like we're not. I think it depends on the person. Because some people, it's like I want to go to a movie with this person. I would get something out of that. But some people, it's like I don't even know if we would both like the same kind of movie. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying totally. we should keep seeing each other. Yeah. But we don't even like the same movies. Yeah. 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 Well, interesting. Maybe you think that's a sign you should stop dating if you're like kind of like uh, it would feel like a drag to like. It just depends. Go to a bar. I think if I, I mean, if I'm want to be long term with someone they better like the same movies as me so if i can't go see a movie with someone then i'm like well this isn't going to last a long time i don't think yeah 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 right yes unless you got everything you got to check every other box you know and then right. like, okay just movies just movies they don't like but yeah. they yeah. have my same love language all that okay yeah. here's an interesting little byway you may not know during fun high energy dates chemistry is in your favor when you engage in an exciting activity while on a date, your brain releases dopamine and neuropinephrine. Neuropinephrine? Neuropinephrine. There you go. Which are hormones associated with pleasure, trust, and affection. All things we like, Sarah. That's true. If your date experiences those feelings and associates them with you, it can't hurt your chances. So if you get on a roller coaster, you get on a roller coaster with a date, she's imprints you imprints on you like a duck yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> she's like i love you. you around yeah yeah i've read that if you can like time your breathing to be aligned with someone that that really puts them at ease in a subconscious way i had a friend who did uh, one of these like camping for kids who had like behavioral issues and stuff and like angry issues hell yeah and one of the Pop de-escalation off, oh in fact it's her birthday today um and one of the de-escalation techniques that she learned was that if someone's really mad you try to breathe at the same time as them and you slow down your breathing and mm. they'll like mirror like yeah, midsummer yeah, yeah. style. It, do they do that in midsummer? Where she's crying and they all go, <laughs> yes. yeah. 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 So keep going. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> little byway. Be positive when it's time for your date. <clears throat> that one's hard. You ever go on a date and you're like, hard. this is not yeah. about to be fun. 
Okay. <laughs> that happens sometimes. You're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. What I've been on two app dates before, and I took them like one day and then the next day. Like, because I was like, all right, I've got to do this. And then after that, I was like, all right, that took all of the serotonin in my brain yes. <laughs> to go on those, and I've never done one again. I know. But guys, not too much talking because they have to get oh, through these. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is a kind of funny little sentence. If you must whine, whine a little during dinner. Then cut it short with a remark like, glad I'm here with you now. If you must whine? <laughs> yeah. That's true. Sarah, you got to listen up to That's this one because you love to go off on I shit. like to go off, but then also I've been on a date with someone who's being bitter and whiny and I've been like, jeez. <laughs> and you're leading with this. This is just like the vestibule of the house of your personality is <laughs> deep bitterness. Well, it's hard because some people really light up when they're complaining yes, about that's a thing, true, that's you know, true, and you that's like true, fall in true. love with them that way because they have a funny take on something. Yeah, it's rubbing them the wrong way, but it, but it's also like really igniting them. I thought it was wine up on my body. <laughs> if you have to, if you have to dutty wine up on my body, <laughs> just do it at the beginning. <laughs> just funny. end with uh, glad to be here now. <laughs> Uh, conduct yourself <laughs> politely and respectfully. Yep. Turn off your phone. Uh, no, no, that's 90 shit. You guys nah. are not turning off your phones nah. for a date. Nah. You're not going to tell yeah. me you're turning off your phone. Because phones. you got to be able, when they get up to get a drink, you got to be able to go deep into the phone. For yeah, like, to tell every <laughs> single person, this <laughs> is it. She's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah, I used to be a big, like, I could not look at my phone for hours while I have socialized with people. But now I'm really like when I'm with my family, like 20 minutes or I'm like in a big group, I got to go into the corner and just like be on my phone for a second. Charge. I'm hooked on it. Avoid oversharing and dominating the conversation. I'm a good question asker. That's, that's true. true. I mean, that's, that's true. true. I was looking at you like I was going to roast you. But I over. Yeah. Maybe I over. You might even ask too many questions. Yes. I overshare, yeah. though. I mean, I tell I tell personal things right away, but I don't think I dominate the conversation. Yeah. I don't, I don't so. really like you that much. I'm kind of worried this isn't <laughs> going anywhere. Didn't really want to yeah. come on this day. <laughs> yeah, I, I think one of Felipe's skills is he asks so many questions that he makes you clarify your own thinking about something. All the time I say something to you that you're like, well, what do you mean by that? And you ask me like three follow-ups and I'm like, I don't know. I was just throwing <laughs> something out. But then you kind of figure it out. So it's, yeah. it's cool. It's a fun thing to do. Yeah. Okay, this is the thing I don't agree with. Don't talk about past relationships or other emotionally difficult topics oh, the from first. the get-go. You can tell this person who wrote this week, how total virgin. <laughs> total virgin. I love going deep in on the first date. Um, asking about their own romantic history is also unadvisable. It's a first date. You don't need to bury your soul or tell your life story. Okay, in this photo, it's two men going on a date. Oh, nice. Interesting. Mm. That kind of. And is it in the classic WikiHow drawing style? It's so weird <laughs> and yes. like oh, strange drawing. Yes. Yeah, I know that style. Inject humor into your conversation to reduce tension and lighten the mood. Huh. Bro, if only I knew how to do yeah, that. Yeah, how do I do that? Well, Check I love humor. making a joke on a date that the other person doesn't understand as a joke. You love that? <laughs> I bet. What part, what <laughs> no, part of that, that do you love? That just happens to you all the time. <laughs> so you've decided all you have to time, love it. All the time. <laughs> it's an important, um, you know, marker to get past. Yeah. Are I just do it all the time. And then I kind of have to decide if they take it seriously, whether to say, oh, I was just kidding or to just pretend that I was being serious or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, um, have you ever gone on a date with someone who's batted a perfect 100 and gotten every joke you've made 
Um, if I ever, bro, if that if that happened, that would be hubbo. Yeah, I don't think that's ever. That's hubbo. Yeah. I don't think that's ever. Well, happened. Sarah loves to do a joke where she says something that's a lie. Yes, but it's almost the truth sometimes, yeah. and then the yeah. joke is just like I would never say that. Yes, that thing that's almost something I would say, but it's not right. quite. Yeah. Or another version of a similar joke: say the truth, but it's an impolite thing that you're not supposed to say. Yeah, and see how they react. See how they react. You know? to that. Yeah. Ooh. I'm not gonna lie. You kind of ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Look at that picture, Flubey. If that happens on your first date, so there's like a guy kissing a girl on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever kissed me on the cheek on like a first date. That would be kind of weird. Yeah, unless okay. you're making out. Because sometimes when you're making yes, out, you sure, do kiss sure, the sure. cheek a little. Sure, bit. sure, sure. But just an isolated kiss on the cheek. Right, right, right. Yeah, really okay. unconventional. This is the last one as part of this section. Um, have a realistic expectation when the date comes to an end. Even if you hand over he if you're head over heels, try to understand that the other person may need to take things slower. It doesn't mean they don't like you or that you're not willing to consider they're not willing to consider dating you. Respect your date's romantic pace and try not to jump to negative conclusions if it doesn't match yours. A kiss is acceptable on a first date, but make sure to ask if the other person is comfortable with it first. Hmm. Can I kiss you is simple and effective. This is a thing we've debated this we've before. Debated this yeah. Wait, you're, ask, an, you're anti ask. I'm neutral. You're neutral. You don't need to be asked. I don't need to be asked. If I'm asked, I don't find it unattractive. Uh, if I'm not asked, I don't find it offensive. But has, there, has anyone ever gone in and you were like, no? I don't think so. I think if I don't want to kiss someone, I make it so clear that it would be... They you, really have to chase me down. You put like, <laughs> you put like chocolate sauce and ketchup all I'm over like your not, face. Yeah. So they wouldn't want to kiss I'm not you. looking at them. <laughs> I'm not standing near them. Yeah. Like, yeah. You make your mouth gross. <laughs> that re that, <laughs> that rem reminds me, Natalie Ronner Leitman had a great set at S at Sarah's show. At Sarah's show, Sarah let Natalie do a yeah. great set. <laughs> yeah, but it was about how like high school about getting truthful on dates. Oh, I um, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how it's like, you don't want to be too truthful on dates because it's like taking a truth serum, you know? It's like people start saying weird, wacky stuff. Oh, she was saying that like, that lesbians are being too They're being truthful, too, too truthful. honest. Yeah. And it's a good, I don't think, I don't think a podcast should be a place where you just redo someone else's set, but I thought it was. But it could be. It could, <laughs> it could, it be. could be. In and it. now we're going to see if it works. <laughs> We've definitely done that before though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it was like a funny, good take. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah, and it's truthful. And I, yeah. I, it also, it was funny. <laughs> like, but why aren't you on a date? Are you on a date with me? Or yeah. like what? <laughs> yeah, or a person who asked her halfway through the date. So how do you think this is going? <laughs> Psycho. Yeah. But yeah, it it rang true with me because I've I've been in situations where you can be too truthful with somebody, and going truth mode actually can get you into a whole world of trouble. And that life is actually about, you know, you, you have to let, you have to kind of tell lies. Yeah. Stuff. I have a Big problem time. where I like, I, I have an anxiety reaction where I tell the truth when I'm anxious. Cause I'm like, if I say everything that I feel, then, then I'm safe. Like there's <laughs> no, there's nothing to like uncover. There's no, no discomfort. It's like, I've said, I've put my cards out and now it's like, you can do whatever you I want. I can with deal them. with the terrible <laughs> consequences of doing that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not great. It's not good. I mean, I realize it's an anxious reaction, but it, you know, it's what I do. And sometimes I think, well, you know, if you are gonna date me, you kind of have to. That's kind of what I'm like. Mm. 
Yeah. So if you don't like that, then it's like maybe it's not meant to be. Live, laugh, love is is in the chat. Raisin Nation, Cali Swag District in the chat. I think that's Lena. Oh, what's up, Lena? Hey, what's up, Lena? If it's someone else, hello. <laughs> Good morning. If it's someone else, uh, who are uh, you? <laughs> where are you now? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I think you do have a big honesty policy. And it's a funny, like, regulating principle in life to be like, well, I'm just going to be honest. And I think the results have sometimes been pretty treacherous, but you still don't change the policy. You're still out here. Well, no, it's because it's truth. not even like a policy. Like I said, it's an anxiety it's a- reaction. <laughs> it's like, it's like I can't lie if I'm caught lying, if I'm caught being, like, it's going to hurt me. So if I just say what I feel, it's... um. I don't know something about it like there's no secrets I don't have to like deal with the burden of, of yeah. anything unsaid it's like but sometimes it's like I'm feeling anxious so I'm like hey I'm terrified right now and it's like well that's gonna pass if you waited five more minutes that feeling is gonna pass you don't have to say it yeah that's me talking to myself yes and but then you also say that to them about yeah totally yeah. I say everything I know it's not good I have to I have to figure something out <laughs> Yeah, I feel this way about a lot of times being in, in a work environment where I'm keeping so much about my personal life from getting into the work world that like when it's Monday morning and they ask me how my weekend was, I'm like, uh, um, um, <laughs> I got lunch. <laughs> I can't think of anything <laughs> to say. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I can't keep track of like, what is the kind of thing I tell them? A lot of times I feel like being at work is like, okay, is this part of Harry Potter? There's like a little pool of water and Harry like goes into it. My, my mouth on the mic. <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> there's a little pool of water in Dumbledore's office and Harry like goes into it yeah. and sees the what pensive. is the pensive and what does he see? He sees the past, the past memories, the memories. Past. Cause you take out memories from your head and you put them in the pensive. Yes. And then he like pulls out of it and he's back in the office. That's how I feel being at work is like my whole, I'm in the pensive all weekend long and like in the evenings and then I have to be like, <gasps> <gasps> yeah, <laughs> and you're like no longer in, in the, in the 1970s yeah. <laughs> wizarding world. Yeah. <laughs> So it can be stressful. It can be stressful. You got to just live your truth. You see who Tom Riddle is yeah. every, every time <laughs> you talk about your weekend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't I don't tell private things to people at work. <laughs> that's inappropriate. Yeah, I, no. wouldn't, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I don't tell everything to everyone. I tell everything to some people. Yeah, you do, bro. You work from home. You're telling me shit all it's the time. True. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You're being inappropriate at work. I guess you're my coworker in a sense. Wow, well, Lena says good luck on your date, Felipe. Uh, thank you. Yeah, do you have any idea of what you were going to talk to them about? Them. <laughs> <laughs> they them? They um, them. Yeah. No, I'll figure. It's kind of like this podcast. I'll figure it out yeah, once yeah, we're yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, you'll figure it out live. I can't wait to get your report next week when suddenly you don't want to say anything about how it went or... Yeah, it's true. I can only talk about it now that it hasn't happened. But once it's happened, it's gonna be too. It's It's gonna gonna be too personal to discuss. It's gonna get classified. Yeah, (laughs) it's a Patreon app. app. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, folks, we're kind of getting into the end here. Does anybody else have anything? I'm trying to think. You know, it's like once we turn off, then we just come up with all the topics. All this stuff to talk about. I'm talking about, I'll say this, we, uh, we've already kind of indulged talking about like being famous and not, not that we are, but the idea of it and thinking about it, but I'm getting gassed up in really like microscopic ways all the time in my life right now. And it's very disorienting. You know, you just get like a really nice DM and you're like, all right, shit, I guess I'm like, you got some nice DMs. Yeah. The greatest there ever was. Yeah. <laughs> From who? From who? I'm not going to say. What? But I'll tell you. After Wait, a new one? I, Cause you tell us about some the new DMs. ones. Some new ones. Is I it got, about your stand up or about? Uh-huh. 
Yeah. What the hell? Yeah, I got some nice DMs. Wait, and, uh, I need to. I kind of want you to say it on the podcast. Well, I'm not gonna say on the Fuck. podcast. And it's someone who, if I said on the podcast, so the listeners would be like, I don't know, I don't necessarily. But know it's someone. I, but I know. Who, I know who it is. I don't know that you know who it is. But it mattered to me. It mattered to me. I got a nice DM yesterday. Um, and uh, just a couple other little random things, or like I don't want to say any of them because they're also like localized into our life. But like, just people saying nice stuff to me, and but they're set on such a small scale that like, I can only imagine for someone who like is very successful, they must just have people blowing them up constantly, being like, "You're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing," and that must be very disorienting. Well, I think I told maybe I said this last time, but when we went to um, Vassar, when Simpletown went to Vassar, did I tell this story already? I don't think I don't so. I don't know where don't it's know. going. We just perf- we just performed and like it was like we I'm not I'm not trying to say that we were like a big deal or anything because we weren't. But like, you know, you perform, you're from out of town. People are like, oh, cool. You know, they don't know who you are. They're like, this person's in New York. Like there's some allure. I don't know. I think people did think, you know, there was something special about a performance or something. Maybe tell me if I'm like being totally out of pocket, Sam. But I was like uncomfortable with like talking about myself or like like indulging or assuming the role of indulging any of that like i did not want to have like that senior syndrome of like you really want to hear what i have to say i I was just like i want to just be regular like i'm not special and 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 even that is like a a narcissism reaction because it's like you aren't special so don't even don't even like get pressed about not wanting to be you know what i'm saying totally it was like i did just didn't know how to act i didn't know how to be normal and to be normal would be to like indulge it a little bit and to be like oh yeah like you know we are in new york i don't know just to like just answer their questions or sleep. It was being weird and black pills <laughs> <laughs> at the dinner uh, we had with these college students like where he was like 19 yeah. year olds being like, yeah, so how's it in uh, Brooklyn? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop talking. Yeah. To me. <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing, like, hey, we, we're stupid. We don't have anything. You just have to keep keep working. I know. I was see. I, I had this double funny. consciousness where I was like, I'm being weird yeah. even by thinking this. Yes, totally. And it's funny. It reminds me of we talked about this. We've done a lot of episodes, folks. We talked about it a lot. Yeah. But we were once um, invited guests, esteemed invited guests at the School of Visual Art to comment on the directing <laughs> students' comedy videos for grad students for grad students and give the feedback. Uh, with the professor and because we were being sort of like humble I mean I don't have like any crazy credits or anything we were all just like we introduced ourselves in this way that was like oh I'm just some guy (laughs) and it ended up being like totally not the move (laughs) (laughs) then the dynamic was like well we're three random fucks (laughs) no credibility whatsoever (laughs) telling you our opinion on your videos as if we just walked in off the street (laughs) 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 it was just like this humiliating and if we had just sort of been like trying to flex a little bit and be like oh i'm somebody i'm somebody that would have gone that would have legitimized the whole situation <laughs> right like, it was worse been. that we wanted to be humble because then we looked even more <laughs> more <narcissistic>. ridiculous <laughs> like what do you mean what do these people uh, <laughs> it was so bizarre did you do you know what i'm saying though sam did you feel this when we were at vassar at all yes no totally totally i thought I, I thought to myself, oh, I'll, I'll just try and be as helpful as I can um, and, and answer these kids' questions. But, yeah, I did feel like they don't really know who we are. Right. Like, And I think they were trying to assess that, like, oh, do these people have any kind of credibility to giving you advice and stuff? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, sometimes you got to drop the credits, you know, or something or be like, 
Yeah, like I do know some stuff. I was like, yeah. Dap one, Dap two. <laughs> Dap well, it was yeah, weird. Yeah, it was being crazy and like, <laughs> like as if he was like Get discovering him. comedy for the first time. He's like, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know anything. I, I, was, I guess I never thought about I it. I guess before. you just have to kind of just yeah. do your thing. And yeah. I don't know. We don't. We don't really have any Maybe stuff. And it's like I'm like that guy's. That guy's been on Netflix. Yeah, he has a thing coming out on Netflix. Yeah, he has animations on Netflix. Yeah, that would have blown their minds. Yeah, being weird. No, that is what was weird. Yeah, I, and and to be fair, I don't have a thing on Netflix. I did a thing for Netflix, but it's not on Netflix. But anyways, the but it's gonna come out on Netflix. Right? It's not gonna be on the Netflix website. Oh, okay. No. Well, you should have said it. Doesn't it anyway. matter. It would have blown I, I, their mind. Your point, your point is taken, which is I knew in the moment I was like the way to be normal. Like I think there's a there's like a level of humility that is narcissistic, and there's you have to actually humility also is like being like yeah I do this, but it's not a big deal. Totally. Or like, I yeah I do have X Y and Z. And this is what I have to give, but you know, you're humble about it. And I was just, I think just the anxiety of it made me like kind of go armadillo mode where I was like, I just don't even want to talk about this. I don't want to like, I just want to be with my friends and these people that invited us. Totally. Yeah. It is sometimes frustrating where you're just like, I just want to talk to people who are uh, so of the world that I'm in that they understand exactly the significance of any of my achievements. Yes. And they neither think that they are like totally unremarkable nor like incredible and like unbelievable. Right. <laughs> it's like, this is just exactly this. Okay. Stop distorting it through your perception. But because of transference, it's impossible. Yes. And we, and it comes back full circle to so, transference. Yeah. And now I was reading this Freud stuff last night. I know we're about to hang up up the podcast but the one of the big things is like this idea that no one can ever really understand another person and as i was reading it i was like wow this really isn't resonating with me today i'm like people understand me that's so wild because you are like the number one no one understands me holding coffee all that yeah Yeah. you are more and i i'm like i'm i can be i can get on that tip but like i feel like more than anyone i know i I know that's me recently and i was like yeah that is me and then as i was reading this description i was like nah that ain't me they get it they get it no so many times you're like i talk and i talk and it's like they don't people don't understand a word (laughs) nowadays everybody want to talk like they got something to say yeah well you know people change it's true. People do change, and spring is coming, and it's you guys are about to be month. really happy, and I'm going to be happy too. All right. Goodbye, everybody. All right, guys. Wish, wish Felipe luck on his day. Bye and bye. We'll see you next time. Raisin Man Arena.